What's up, Joes? We're back. Welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, joined as always by my partner in crime, my brother, the host of the Full Heel Podcast, brother, Rafael Chadez. Better than ever, bro. Always. Brother, dude. Brother, dude, man. Rolling on my red and yellow Harley, brother. <laughs> Tonight's the pink and black Harleys. Oh, yeah, right? The pink and black. Uh, shout outs to Bret Hart. Yeah, shout outs to Bret Hart. Bret the Hitman Hart in attendance at uh, UFC Calgary. But we'll get into that mm-hmm. in a moment. How you doing, bro? Um, Myself, I'm doing good, but, you know, a couple of. Pro wrestling greats yeah. uh, passed away this Sunday. Yeah, we lost. Sad. We woke up to the news that uh, Nikolai Volkov <clears throat> had passed away, and then uh, it wasn't long after that that the news had broke that uh, Grandmaster Sexay Brian Christopher Lawler, the the son of Jerry Lawler, had uh, had att- had hung himself in his jail cell. Yeah, right? they found him in his jail cell, and then yeah. uh, he died. He died shortly. It was announced dead shortly thereafter. Um, I have very vague memories of, of Nikolai Volkov's time. In... As, as well as I like very vague because he, when I was watching, he was he was just used as a gimmick yeah, to shit on. I think I think he might have still maybe been wrestling a little bit when I first got into wrestling in the in the uh, late eighties or in the early nineties. But if he was, it wasn't much. No, I think when I came into it, maybe a little bit later, but when you came into it, I think it's when uh, the Million Dollar Man yeah. was uh, paying him off. And he was he was more getting jobbed over because of the name and putting other guys over at this point. Yeah. But he had a great career as a heel. Very. I mean, it, and, it was... Uh, it kind of ties together, I guess, with the whole Calgary thing because he was trained by the great Stu Hart. Bret Hart's father. So he escaped uh, Yugoslavia under the communist regime or the USSR in the early 60s. And then uh, late 60s, he was trained by Stu, made his WWF debut against Bruno San Martino at, uh, I think it was Madison Square Garden. Probably. It was probably yeah. still the WWF probably at that point. Yeah. And um, the thing is, he came in debuting against Bruno San Martino. That's how good he was. And, well, just mentioning the fact that he trained with the great Stu Hart, uh, you know he's fucking, he's going to be a badass technically. And he was huge. I don't know if anyone remembers him, but he's just like, he's barrel-chested and fucking huge-ass shoulders. He, he made a great heel opposed to the great American. I am a true American. Fight for your right. Fight for what's right. Uh, Hogan. Him and Hogan at the, I guess, top of, I would say, Volkov's career faced off against each other at their heights. Just because Hogan went on to be more of a success. But this was kind of the height of the Cold War where, you know, America was fucking scared of shit. Uh, Hogan, the American, stopping the Russian communist from singing his national anthem, waving his flag. The was it? The foreign sympathizers. Is it what was what are they called? Him and um the Iron Sheik. They they formed one of the best tag teams or heel tag teams of that era. I think it was the foreign sympathizers. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I can Google it real quick. Uh, but yeah. And uh, they they would come out and um, you know they were badass tag. Yeah, it was the foreign sympathizers. Look at you. Uh, yeah, badass heel tag team. The guy was just an awesome heel and um, probably the best Russian depicted character that they have as a heel. Right now we have uh, Rusev, but Rusev has been changed from Bulgaria to Russia back to Bulgaria, so they don't even know. They don't even know what they're doing. They actually used Volkov with uh, Rusev one time. They brought him out. Old, old Volkov. Yeah. To support. Uh, <clears throat> You've had, uh, what, it was Nikolai, there was Nikita Krylov, uh, Crusher Khrushchev. There was another, it was Nikita's cousin, who was it, um... I don't remember, but yeah, there's been there was like it was mostly mostly the the seventies and the eighties during the the Cold War was when you saw a lot of because it was easier for uh, yep. easier for the territories to use them as heels, just like in the uh, in the forties and stuff. You had like Baron von Raschke as a German and uh, uh, Fritz von Erich came out and like. Uh, Nazi uniform, not Nazi uniform, but but German military uniforms and shit back in the day, and mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. So rest in peace to to a, two of the greats. Yeah, to a legend, to a legend in Nikita uh, or in uh, not Nikita Krolov, Jesus, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. I had I had Nikita on the brain for some, you know, because I just mentioned it, but <clears throat> I I don't know if. I would definitely say throw his Grandmaster Sexay into the the legends, but uh, it was a very important character of his time. That's yeah, for, sure. for my era, I remember like he played a bunch to the crowd. He was definitely a crowd favorite. For sure. Well, I mean, I remember when he came in as a heel. I don't think I, I'm pretty sure they held the tag team titles. Uh, too cool. Yeah, if they yeah. if they didn't as faces, I think they might have as heels before they turned mm-hmm. face. Before they embraced the the goofy, too cool gimmick. Well, that's because it got over with the fans and shit. They're stupid dancing and they're stupid. The fans were like, fuck it, we're into it. So they're like, hey, let's put the title on these guys for a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Rikishi joined the the team. Yep. You know, they, they would all be dancing. And then we had Scotty Tuhati with the worm. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was very memorable for the Attitude Era. Uh, they were definitely the jobbers of the tag team guys, but crowd favorites at that but definitely loved he, for sure yeah he was too young and maybe underutilized as um as gimmick wise but then again who knows problems. what stories yeah yeah who knows what they could have done with him if he didn't have those drug problems and whatever personal problems he had i think i heard rumors too about like <clears throat> his attitude backstage because of being Jerry's kid, yeah. I don't know. I always liked him. I always liked him. I thought he was a good worker. It's kind of hard for uh, like the sons of legends to get over in the sport. It, it hasn't really been done. Besides, I want to say Randy Orton. He got over his dad's Bob Orton. Um, because uh, right, uh, Macho Man, Macho Man's son, or his he's his son. No, but his dad. Lanny. Oh, okay. 
or Larry. Uh, Larry like right now we we have uh, Curtis Axel, Mister Perfect Son, T- uh, Ted DiBiase. I they have Ted DiBiase's son that was in the WWE, <clears throat> but well, not anymore. I'm not. I'm talking about Senior. Yes, he okay. was. He was the son of uh, of pretty famous wrestler. Oh, okay. So then Iron this is Iron the third Mike generation. D- yeah, little Ted's a third generation. Uh, Randy's a man's. Yeah, yeah. Million Ted, Ted DiBiase Jr. Randy Orton is a third generation. Um, I don't know about the Bray Wyatt and his brother Bo Dallas. They're the son of the IRS uh, man. Well. But they they, just... they are technically they are third generation wrestlers because they're part of the Wyndham family. Okay. Their their mom was Barry Wyndham's sister, I believe. Okay. And uh, and, uh Mike Rotundo, their dad, was trained with the Wyndham family, and I can't remember the Blackjack Mulligan was the was the dad, I think. Of IRS men? No, of the Wyndham family. Oh, okay. Okay. There was like Barry Kendall, but I think their dad their dad was part of a tag team back in the day called the Blackjacks. And it was like Blackjack Mulligan and Blackjack something else. But what I think Blackjack Mulligan was their was their dad. And then they tried to redo <clears throat> the Blackjacks with Barry Wyndham and Justin Bradshaw before he became JBL. Yeah. Yeah, he would come out with the whip and some chaps. Yep. And the yeah, but that was that was like when they were recycling old, but that was Barry's dad was in the Blackjacks back in the 60s and 70s or whatever it was. So, little yeah, dropping it, knowledge on him, son. Yeah, it just seems it just seems like sometimes it's kind of hit or miss. It is. It's definitely being being a family member or a, a part of a lineage of a wrestling family is not guarantee you shit. Mm-mm. Um nope. I mean look, look, look at, what happened with the Rhodes. Look at the Hart family. Yeah, yeah. I mean Natty didn't really ever catch on. Teddy Hart has been a drug addict. Um what was the other one? Little Dave or Davy Boy Smith's kid didn't really have that great of a career in the WWF. Um what was the other the other Tyson kid? He got his neck broken by Samoa Joe. Yeah. That was kind of fucked up. That's fucked up. They brought Samoa Joe. I think it was Samoa Joe. They brought him right in, and then he hit him with his move and kind of fucked him up. But I might be wrong on that one. I don't know. You might be 100% correct, too. Um, but, yeah, the Rhodes family. I mean, well, Dustin was working to establish himself, and he kind of had made a name for himself in the WCW before he Definitely. went before he went over to um, become Goldust. Because I, I remember... When I first started watching WCW, like seeing Dustin Rhodes uh, wrestling and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah, I... he definitely had a whole different character. He wasn't a yeah. gay, no, gold dude. No, he was just nothing wrong. He was know, very but... much um, in the vein of his father. What in yeah. in his time in the WCW? Yep, good technical wrestler. Yep. The crowd liked a him. Shooter. He didn't. He was. Yeah, a shooter. he didn't need. He didn't need a gimmick. He was a long-haired babyface shooter. Mm-hmm. But uh, and what well, the, the WWE I think had a personal grudge towards the Rhodes family. We saw Dusty Rhodes come in as the American Dream, and they fucking put polka dots on him, which he made his own and made it work. Then they brought uh, fucking 
Dustin. Uh, yeah, they brought Dustin in and t- totally gave him a new character as Goldust, which he made his own and made it work as far as he could at becoming Intercontinental Champion and feuding with some of the good or greatest Intercontinental Champions at that time. Had a great but match he, with Piper. Yeah, and it just he, he he never was able to kind of shoot into that main event uh, championship status that his father was in. And then we saw to another extent with uh, Cody Rhodes. They kind of fucked him in the ass, too, by not letting him flourish the way we all knew he could. The crowd was behind him. He was a good wrestler, and he didn't have a shitty gimmick. And then what they do? Stardust. Which he still made work. Yeah, yeah. He still made it his own. He made it work. And then I think he got tired of it. And then eventually he's like, you know what? I'm going to go work in the indies. And look at him now. He's probably one of the most popular guys in the indie scene right now, if not the most popular guy, being the head of the Bullet Club. Burrard. He's already, yeah, he's already won the the Ring of Honor title. I think he's dropped it since. But um, he just had an all. Or they're going to have an all-in show here in Chicago. I think it's here in Chicago, uh, but it's run by the Bullet Club. It's kind of like. Um, the sold-out event for the NWO. Yeah, I want to say there's an all-in in Michigan, too. Or has been already. I don't know. I can't keep track of it. I just dropped... I almost dropped a dab on my pants. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was like, fucking but, uh, $10. No good. Don't do that shit. No, I can't. But, um... Yeah, he's definitely skyrocketed from what the WWE was trying to do with him in the WWE. And I'm proud... I'm, I'm, I'm proud for the guy. He's... Great, yeah. and if he ever decides to come back to the WWE, they're screwed. He's going to have a lot of leverage, but I don't think he does. Why would he? After how they treated him, how they've treated his father, how they've treated his brother. I think enough guys have have been able to prove that they can succeed financially and be happy out on the road in the independence. And I think yeah. Colt was like one of the first ones to really lead that charge yeah um because back in the uh, day like being fucking relinquished back to the indies after your wwe stint was a death sentence yeah we i i I couldn't name someone that went away and came back like that that didn't leave with popularity because he was kind of popular but he was intercontinental champion level not anything <laughs> higher than that and barely at that you talking about colt a, uh cody oh cody yeah 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 yeah. They, 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 i don't think he was gonna make it past that and he i think he made the 100 percent right move and getting out of there no his, his size own. his size was hold, was gonna hold him back he's too small mm-hmm. this was Vince is never gonna give a push to guy like that <laughs> he barely wanted to push daniel bryan <laughs> i'm surprised they push uh aj styles they know they have to. They they can't do they can't not do it. He's so good. And not even mic wise. Like he needs work on the mic, but not even that, dude. His wrestling uh is more than enough, in my opinion, for him to get over AJ's never champion. AJ's never been good on the mic though. Ever. No, no. It's he that was, southern thing. It's that southern swing he is. TNA was terrible, but his work was great. Oh, his work is some of the best even today. Even today. He knows how to incorporate the high-flyingness with the technicality of a good wrestler. And he's even got a, a, a pretty cool submission that he can land. I forget what it's called. 
The Styles Clash? Oh, no, it's there, a mission. No, no, no. It's a mission. Yeah, yeah I don't remember what it's called either. Um, Some weird leg thing. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, you're right. His size w- wouldn't have let him go further. Maybe now. Like, I, I kind of wish they would separate both shows and not really tell anyone, but kind of draft the smaller, really, really high-level guys to SmackDown and let them fight for that championship and then have your big muscular guys that Vince wants on Raw. And you have two championships, and we can have the best of them. Didn't they, didn't they kind of already try that, though, with 205 Live? Um, well, well, I think right now they're doing it with Brock having it on Raw and AJ having it on SmackDown, and AJ having it for so long. And I really like the, the size comparisons in SmackDown. They have kind of guys that all fit with AJ. You have Nakamura that could challenge for a title. You got Daniel Bryan that's coming up that could challenge for a title. Even Randy Orton isn't that much bigger than AJ. And uh, the people that you have AJ facing against, I, I I kind of agree with that. I just wish they moved some people over from Raw to SmackDown so they could flourish, like a Finn Balor, like a Seth Rollins, and keep the big guys on the other show. Because right now, they're not utilizing Finn how they should. They're not. Eh, Seth is kind of being thrown into the intercontinental picture right now. But it seems like he's going to jump out of that and into the WWE picture once Brock exits to fight in the UFC. Ambrose. Uh, Ambrose should be coming back anytime soon. Uh. I think he's on SmackDown. Unless he got. I don't know. He's been off for so long. I don't even remember what show he was on. Yeah, but. Uh... But he, he fits to me. If they're going to put a title on Ambrose, they need to throw him on SmackDown so it's believable. Well, that's just my opinion. That's your opinion, and you are entitled to it. Thank you, sir. Yeah. That's why I have a podcast. Not for some Facebook group and not for some fucking stupid reason. I started a podcast to talk about what I love. The group is awesome, and it started because of that. I had a lot more people on social media because of that, but that necessarily wasn't the goal. The goal was to start a podcast and to talk about it, and that's <clears> what I've been doing. And it's been growing as it goes. I like uh, I like Ryan's polls he's been contributing to the group. Yeah, he's like, uh, let me know if it's annoying. But no, that's what the group's for, to throw your polls up there. Any wrestling news, any UFC news. Well, you know, he's very Canadian <clears throat> and uber polite. Yeah, A. A. Ryan. But yeah, I hope he, I th- I'm going to start throwing some more polls up, too, as well. I miss but, Ryan. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I miss Ryan too. We should have him on soon. I've, I've, we've been trying. It's just schedules for him. Yeah, they, they don't. Yeah, could, they don't. Yeah, we talk up. shit about Tisha Torres and, and Raquel Pennington all day. Yeah, fuck those bitches. Hey, hey, I like, I like Raquel. That's my girl. I don't. I Why? Don't. What do you have against Raquel? She's a good fighter. She's not exciting. She's just tough, and she gets beat up, and she. Oh, she, ah. she can fight. Hmm. Mm. She can fight. I've never liked Raquel. She beat Holly Holm. I don't give a fuck what those judges said. She beat Holly Holm. I have nothing against her, but I have nothing for her, if you understand what I'm saying. I'm not rooting for her, but I could go without seeing her fight. I wouldn't care. You hate on her more because you don't like Tisha Torres. I actually, I don't, I like Tisha Torres more than I like Raquel Pennington. I don't like Raquel Pennington. I do not like her. I don't know why. What Rocky ever do to you? Uh, 
Um, Nothing. Not win. <laughs> she does win. She obviously she's won fights because she had to fucking earn herself a title shot. Yeah, but the judges sometimes, you know. Yeah, and sometimes they fuck her over. Like when she fought Holly Holm and she beat her. Yeah, then she should be more decisive and start knocking bitches out there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Look, I don't like her. That's it. There's I so many fighters you like that are fucking boring. I, I don't like her, though. Hater. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give it to you. I'm just hating on her. A that's, lot of people like her. I just fine. don't. Well, then it's fine. Whatever. I hate on a lot of people. I don't care. I'm just, But I'm just going to call you for it. Just like I don't expect you to call me a hater. Yeah, I, I I can't give you any more like reasoning as to I just don't find her fights exciting. She's tough and she can take damage and she can win a decision, but Bro, you don't have to justify it to me. I don't care. Just justify it to the fans, brother. They don't care either. Yeah, they they're just like they, I didn't say they don't care about you. They don't <laughs> they don't care about your reasons why you hate somebody. You just hate them. I mean there's a list I have of people yeah. that I just don't like for reasons. I didn't like sli- fucking Smiling Sam because I thought his whole persona was fake. <laughs> till I talked to the guy, and then I'm like, oh, this dude's like fucking mad genuine. Oh, yeah, no, like I I, I can get it, too, how people could see like, ah, uh, that guy's just, you know, putting on that big old smile. <laughs> for No, but he kind of like No, that's who he, guy. that's just yeah. who he really is. And, mm-hmm. I, and I did. I, I said that about Sam before. Before we had him on the show, I was just like, man, I don't know. I think the dude, I think a lot of it's fake. Like, I just think he he pushes a lot of that smile. And then I talked to the dude for fucking 30 seconds. And I was like, okay. Like, before we even rolled, just talking to him off air. Mm -hmm. And then he brought Tom fucking Glickio on. (laughs) I I guess just hearing him on... I, it might have been on your guys or on Ariel's show, but I remember listening to him like, "Oh man, this guy's really cool. Like he's just a nice guy." And then he comes out smiling all the time. And then he's got a hot wife. I'm like, "Eh, yeah, I like smiling Sam." Yeah. And then lately, he's been putting on shows. He's been and, knocking motherfuckers out. And he's a fucking killer. Yeah. He's killing it. That's someone you don't want to fuck with. That guy's nice as hell, but he'll knock you the fuck out. User. Well, I guess maybe. You do want to hang out with him, just don't get on his bad side. Yeah, I'd I'd kick it with the guy. Yeah, I think he'd be fun to hang out with. I wish I, I wish I would have gone up to him at two twenty five, or was it at Bellator that that when he was there? You remember? No, it must have been no, two twenty five. He was at uh, he was at UFC two eighteen too. I passed him. He walked. We got to the weigh ins like right before they were over. And I saw him walking up to get out, but I couldn't catch him in time to talk to him. And then I didn't see him at the fights. I think he said he was there, but, you know, everyone wants to swarm him. That and... was the other thing. A lot of people were swarming him and shit yeah. like that. And I, well, I, well, that, I that's why at Bellator, remember, we saw Rampage. Rampage and like yeah. Some, yeah some, and, like, we can go talk to him, but he was photos and photos, and there was just a crowd there. I guess we could have, but. I passed Mike Perry, too. Uh, Mike Perry, but I didn't say but, uh, anything to him. Nah, we were just uh, yelling at yelling for who was it? Josh? I don't James. remember. James. James. Yeah, motherfucker made me lose my voice for like a whole fucking two weeks. Straining <laughs> my fucking throat. But yeah, good thing he picked up the victory though. But yeah, no, we we didn't get to see Rampages because we're like, ah, let's get the fuck out of here. There's too many people. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're on the ground floor. We could have walked up to him. I didn't feel like fucking yeah. dealing with that crowd. 
especially after the fucking drunk guy behind you all day. Oh, God. Sit down, bro. I'm trying to look at the cage. Sit down. I'm, I'm trying to see inside the cage. <laughs> yeah, that empty, that empty fucking cage. Dude. Oh, man, I got a, a fucking downloaded Infinity War last night. Oh, yeah, it comes out. Came out. Hey, came out tomorrow? last night digitally. Okay, well, it's supposed to come out the first, right, digitally? You it's, just got a little bit earlier? No, it came out yesterday. But you got it in non. No, I literally I downloaded it legally. Okay, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, but... yeah, no, I got you when when you I, I got what you were saying. That's why that's why I, I clarified. I'm, I think it came out illegally first, but it's supposed to officially yeah. be released on the first of August. I think is what I was trying to say. Because I I'm def I I don't think I'm gonna get the digital. I want the fucking co- I want that copy in my hand. I'm gonna try. I want to get a. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get a, a 4K copy. I'll take your 4K copy digital, but I'm still gonna buy the fucking. I'm buying that. Well, that's what I mean. I'm gonna buy the. I want to buy the fucking. Oh, I'll um, take your digital fucking copy if you want to give it to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I won't. But you know, I'm gonna. I'm definitely. I want that in my hands. Like I have the seven Star Wars. Uh, DVDs all metal boxed. Yeah, I need to get eight. I don't know if they made Rogue One and uh, I don't know if they're gonna make solo hard books, which they should because I need them all. But dude, I have like let's see, I have the VHS copy of four, five, and six, and then I have the Blu ray that came as a three pack of four, five, and six, and then I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all hard books. So I have four, five, and six through three different versions of uh, video. That's how much I love Star Wars. I've had so many goddamn versions of the trilogies and shit over the years. Like, I still have my. The last non uh, special edition. Oh version of the trilogies oh dude those go for a buttload the original uh like dvd or like when they first re-released i have them i have them on vhs like because because it went in the they released in the 90s they remastered the sound so it's a it's a thx sound but the but lucas hadn't retouched them so i have that trilogy I have the special edition, original special edition release trilogy on VHS in the fucking box set and all that shit still. Yeah. I have the gold box set with Vader. Yeah, yeah that's VHS. what it is. That's what uh-huh. it is. It's the, that's, that's the first original edition of the special, the okay. special You know how edition. much I bought those for? Like 30, 40 bucks probably. Or wait, well, when I, when, when I got them, they were. This was three years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. I bought them for three bucks, all three of them. Good. All in one package. And once I saw it for three bucks, I doubled. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is coming home with me. Fuck this. I didn't have any at that time. So I picked them all up. And then I picked up the set with Vader on the front. It was four, five, and six. They released uh, one, two, three with Yoda on the front, which I probably will get. But I have four, five, and six. And then I was already collecting the the hard books. So I, and then I got one, two, and three as well in there. So I'm like, do I really need it? So I might get it anyway, just to have. Yeah, 
all those versions and the remastered and the retouched and not the retouched in the original. My Star Wars display is uh, growing more and more. I bought a red and a blue light bulb, and I have, I have, um, I have lights on each side, so it looks pretty fucking sick. So, oh, uh, dude, that is fucking sick. So you have the blue on the on the Jedi's, and then you have the red on the Sith, and uh, they're both like it turns kind of purple in the middle because they're kind of cross fading into each other. But no, my room is uh, slowly becoming very geeky, as you can see. People can't see, but if they check out Full Heel Podcast on YouTube, they can check out the back display I have. My LED bookshelf with all my cool shit on it. Yeah, I'm a nerd. No, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. I love that shit. Your, your studio is fucking cool, and I had a good time hanging out there. Thanks, brother. Yeah, I think it's only upgraded a little bit more, just with lights and effects. Send me, uh, <clears throat> I got something to send to you. Send me your email address when you get a chance. All right. All right. Hopefully it's not dick pics. It's but, not dick right. pics. I would just send those straight into your inbox. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> that, that would, that would set off your fucking, your, your shit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to send <laughs> that to an email. <laughs> uh, emailing dick pics. <laughs> Who emails dick pics? I don't know. I don't know if it's ever been done. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's been, been done. done. It's definitely been was, done. It was a, a thing, like the dick pic sending in DMs. It had to. De- it was definitely a thing. Not by me. But Not, yeah, I bet. I have never sent an unsolicited dick pic. I have never sent a dick pic. I've never taken a picture of my dick. <laughs> I stress, I've never sent an unsolicited dick pic. But people have asked for them, and you have sent them. Yeah. And thanks again. They were very, <laughs> very well lit. They were very well it was, lit. It, you know, I've learned over the years the right angling and 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 make sure you got good lighting. And <laughs> it's, it's got to be. Is it from the top or the bottom that you got to get it? I don't know. I'm not a pro at this, but I might start. I don't want to give all my secrets away over the air. We'll talk. We'll talk off air. All right. Do you use blue light or do you use the regular bulbs to you know? <laughs> For the lighting. You got to give it the red light special, bro. Mm, okay. No. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Let's get, let's get into these fights. We're a half hour in and we're talking about dick pics. Oh, God damn. Oh, fight night uh, on Fox 30. Took place from Calgary, Alberta, Canada last Saturday night. The hitman Bret Hart was in attendance. I think. And uh, DC cutting a little badass promo when they announced him. Yeah, DC was see, uh, DC was fanboying fanboying real hard when uh, when uh, Kudalaba came out to the Hitman's music with the glasses. Yeah, you were telling me he came out, and I'm like, I don't remember hearing it, but you know, I probably was distracted. I saw it twice, but I just guess it was paying attention to his walkout music. It's funny because every time these guys are here and we're doing a fight companion. They're like, hey, turn it off. I want to hear what music he comes out. So I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. No one fucking cares. But that, that, the coming out to Brett the Hitman Heart's pretty cool. I tend to pay, try to pay attention to people's walk on music. It's just like I'm over here and I have it muted and I'm right. trying to do shit over here and they're like, hey, turn it off. I'm like, shut the fuck up, asshole. Like, because if I just press mute and on and off, it, it, it'll cover up the rounds, it'll cover up the timer. So I got to manually go, 
down, 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 down till it's zero. Or up, 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 up. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm doing too much shit over here. And I'm trying to incorporate soundboards into the right. Full Hill podcast. What? Just too much. But, you know, you only get better with time. Exactly. You just got to practice. Yep. Just got to practice. This card overall was a fucking good card. Badass card, we'll especially t- for it being free. Yeah, we'll talk about how the numbers did in a moment, but the card itself was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Poirier picks up the win in the rematch between himself and Eddie Alvarez by second round TKO. The highly anticipated rematch. Highly- Everyone wanted to. Everyone wanted this right away. Oh, yeah. They they, they should have ran this back before he fought Gaethje. And Pettis. I think he took two fights in between that. And Por- Alvarez Poirier did, but I was I was yeah. talking about okay. Eddie because Eddie's immediately after that fight agreed to do tough and was fighting Justin Gaethje. And it yeah. was a while before Dustin had a fight because of that. So... I really, really like both of these guys. I'm a fan of both of these guys, and I'd watch these guys fight a billion times if they put this match together over and over again. But there's one thing that really put me off on Eddie Alvarez. Um, if you guys watched, if you guys watched the beginning of the of the fight, uh, the I guess the the promo before it. Eddie Alvarez was talking some crazy shit. Yeah, that, well, that's what I said to you, <clears throat> you yeah. guys, in that group message between me, you and me, you and Ryan. Yeah, like, it was really like, I was like Eddie is off his fucking head with what he's talking about right yeah. now. It's like, dude, it's like those, like you didn't get knee to the head, bro. Like you should be thinking clearly. Like you should not be thinking like what you were saying in this fucking promo because it's complete bullshit. No, I mean he did get rocked. Without a doubt, he got rocked. Uh, but. He was saying that Dustin is the reason that that fight ended. No, I know. I know what he said. I know what he said, but I'm just saying, like, he he was at least rocked in that fight. So, Mm -hmm. but no, what he the crazy shit he was talking was fucking insane. It's like, dude, this isn't this isn't on Dustin. This fight, the fight ending, was not on Dustin. No, you hit him to the head illegally, hard as fuck, twice, not once. Twice. Two times. Yeah. And the second time, it being a lot harder and Poirier having a lot more points of contact onto the mat, meaning his base was a lot more stable, meaning that impact was going to be a lot harder That's, to the head. There was no excuse for the second one. No. The, no excuse. The first one, I, I've, I've argued, you know. You could chalk it up to him being hurt. You could chalk it up to him being hurt. Situation. The hand... Was it all the way down? Was it not all the way down? Did he get lifted off the ground with the knee? It, there, there was a lot of questions of the positioning of of his hand, but there is no fucking question that he was down. And then Eddie does an illegal shot again. Um, Not only did he do an illegal shot, but he grabbed the fuck out of the cage, put his fingers in the cage, not once. Not twice, but like three times he did that shit. And you can clearly see his fingers wrapped into the cage. Where Mark Goddard actually, at one point, pulled him out. Went and fucking gauged his. Yeah. Got his arm out of the fucking cage. 
when uh, Poirier was going for a uh, deep, deep guillotine choke, which Eddie was pushing him against the cage and kind of holding himself up as well by grabbing the cage. And if you guys don't believe me that the cage gives you any kind of leverage, you can suck my balls, all right? Go fight in a cage and then have your back against the cage and see if holding the cage doesn't give you some kind of leverage or some kind of advantage. Even if it's minimal, it still fucking helps. That's why it's fucking illegal. It definitely helps. You can use the cage to help stop a takedown. Yeah, to pivot when you're on the floor. There's a lot of uses for the cage. Stability. Yeah. And Eddie Alvarez knew that, and he was taking advantage in spots that he thought he could have. But you had a referee in Mark Goddard that was very vigilant in trying to stop that from happening. And I've heard a lot of criticism on, oh, fucking Mark Goddard caused Eddie Alvarez to lose the fight. It was... Mark Goddard's uh, standing up that lets Eddie Alvarez lose, and guess what? Eddie Alvarez was losing on his own. He didn't need Mark Goddard's help. Those takedowns were in response to Dustin Poirier's straight left landing more and more often and harder. There, there were some fights on this card that Mark Goddard was a little stand-up happy. Mm-hmm. But I think, but I not think in this instance. I don't. I. I I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last maybe five to ten cards, the referees have been a lot more stand-up-ish. Like <laughs> They've they, been rushing. They've been yeah. rushing stand-ups, which sucks. Because um, I think I think they're determining what stalling is on whose part, and if they're not trying to advance position and just kind of lock it down, they're standing it up. It's, but it's there's also they- times that they just get impatient as fuck when there are people doing things and making action. And they just like, ah, no, no, the crowd. I I do think the crowd reaction and the booze uh, start to influence the referee to to stand shit up. And sometimes it's justified. But there have been a lot of instances where it wasn't. I think this time it was justified, and I don't think it warranted a warning. I I definitely agree this time it was. I was just pointing out that that's, I think, part of where people's arguments about this fight in particular – was because Goddard had a night like that where he was standing shit up quick. Yeah, I, I just don't like the criticism that he got in this fight because I think that was very warranted. No, due to I the don't. Multiple fouls that <clears throat> Eddie was, dude. Eddie was grabbing the cage, mm-hmm. landed the twelve to six elbows, and he has a history of landing illegal shots. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was only in the Poirier fight, but it happened there, and it happened with two shots. No, I, I don't g- think I agree maybe, with you. Maybe, look, if he would have warned them, it would have been a little bit more. I guess less criticizing of him, but when he's ripping your hands out of the cage, I think that's warning enough. Yeah, I think that I think that should do it. <laughs> that should give you some kind of context. Yeah, and I think he he got his arm off the cage the first time, and then when he was in mount right before he landed that elbow, I forgot what they. I heard that he was raking the ear or gave gate or not gate gave Poirier a wet willy of sorts. So he was doing some weird shit where Goddard was trying to... He didn't warn him, but it was during the action. And I'm thinking he didn't want to stand it up. So he was trying to avoid it. But once that 12-6 to 6 came down, he stood them up. And I know it didn't land in the head. I know it hit him in the shoulder. And I knew Poirier was good with it. But, but still, an illegal shot an Ill- is an illegal, illegal shot. shot. And that illegal shot in itself is the only reason John Jones has a loss on his record. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is why he lost. I don't think this is why 
Eddie Alvarez lost. Eddie no. Alvarez was on the fast track to losing this fight. Dustin Poirier just, dominated this fight. Kind of like the first one. Yeah. Uh, the the first round, I think it was a little bit more feeling out, but the, the harder shots were definitely landed on Poirier's part. I thought he looked crisper. I thought he looked better. Maybe he was I, using his distance uh, very well. He doubled he, he up. Pressured, yeah, he knew when to pressure Eddie. He knew when to come in. Yep. I mean, he doubled his, up Eddie in strikes. Both total and significant. Uh, Eddie was uh, 0 for 3 in takedowns. Dustin had two submission attempts to Eddie's 1. Mm-hmm. So. And one of them was very, very deep. We we had um, we had Eddie Alvarez uh, squirming from side to side to cause separation on the neck so he could get some air. And then eventually he got to the side where he can escape from it. He did a great job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That was some of the best defense uh, on the guillotine that I have seen because of the deepness of it. Yeah. It was and then deep. when he went to the right side, you could see the separation of the arms, and you could see him actually getting some air. And then uh, Poirier tries to adjust, and he adjusts and jumps to the other side. And then he, uh, I think he, he wrapped up Poirier. No, this is because he got up the first takedown and the guillotine attempt. The second time that Alvarez went for it, he got a he got a takedown again. No, not he didn't get a takedown. None of them were counted as it. Because Poirier jumped to guillotine. Yeah, he jumped, jumped both, both hard into guillotine. Pulled yeah. hard into it. And the second time, Eddie popped his head out a little bit more. And um, that's where he was able to push Dustin against the cage and kind of get a sitting mount. Sitting mount is what I would describe as Dustin Poirier sitting on his butt back against the cage and Eddie Alvarez in his mount. And they were almost chest to chest. Yeah. And, and Eddie couldn't – he couldn't – Get the space to generate a good punch, especially with Poirier locking down the arm. Yeah, to he had this a deep side. He had a deep yeah. overhook and and was holding the control. Yes. So the only thing is he couldn't come out to the side because it was being held down. So he popped it up and came down with it. A twelve to six. Well, Henry was Mark Henry was screaming elbows, elbows, yeah. and he was yeah. doing the you know he was like down up mm-hmm. and down motion with his arms. So fucking Eddie, that's what Eddie did. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. You've been fighting for how long? You know better than that. Mm-hmm. Come the fuck on, Eddie. Come the fuck on. Yeah. Um, Eddie didn't like. Eddie didn't agree with the uh, stand up, but it was justified. It was definitely justified. And <clears throat> that was the beginning of the end of that. Like yeah. once they stood up, uh, Dustin's like, okay, that did not go well for me. The takedown, and he started landing the left a lot harder and a lot more frequently. So, this was the last fight on Eddie Alvarez's contract. Yeah, that's what a lot of people were pissed about. That <clears throat> Mark Goddard dictated the pay, or how the fight was going to go, even though he had... Look, it's not Mark Goddard's fucking... He didn't contract the guy to fight. He's there to ref the fight. He doesn't care about anything else besides the safety of the fighters and refereeing the fight. doesn't matter how many fights he has left on his contract. doesn't matter to him. He's there to fucking make sure it's a fair fight. And he did what he had to do. Eddie Alvarez shouldn't be... Cheating. Where did? Where are you seeing all these people complaining? In, in the, is this on Twitter? Is this in the, the uh, Brendan Shops? Oh, Brendan Shop. Fuck. He he went on a tirade about it, like that it was Mark Goddard's fault that he shouldn't be dictating the 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 fight like this because it was Eddie, Eddie Alvarez's uh, last fight on the contract. Like Eddie Eddie should have cheated. How about that one, dude? I can't I can't deal with Shop anymore, man. I'm. Uh, he is getting worse. He's I don't know he's if he turning it. into the Colin Cowherd of like fucking combat sports. 
Yeah, that, I'm not or liking the skip, it. The Skip Bayless. Like, he wants to have this hot take. <clears throat> and, and then people call him out, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, just expressing myself, like and maybe I'm, I'm wrong. He's knowledgeable. I'll give him that. He knows he, he's, he is a very smart person as far as fighting goes. Like, he, he, he is. Like, I don't think we touched on it. We did, but we didn't touch on this part. So the whole Adesanya thing, you remember that? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Adesanya responded to this guy's video, and everyone's like, oh, well, it wasn't even, Shab wasn't even talking about Adesanya. Guess what? Shab said strikers. Strikers coming from organizations. Adesanya is a stru- striker coming from glory. When you say striker and you don't name the fighter that you're talking about, guess what? It's a whole pool of fucking strikers that are coming in. So you're talking about all the strikers, right? And he was talking about a game plan being adopted from a striker into MMA. That's Adesanya. So when Adesanya's like, eh, sh- you know what? Sh- I proved you wrong because I know, I know, I- I'm, I'm getting better at MMA. And then Shab's like, oh, I know your skill set's good. I wasn't talking about you. Well, then say who you were talking about instead of making a vague statement like that and causing this controversy and then trying to be like, oh, well, they mis, they misrepresented uh, my statement. They misheard me. People gave him false information. Nope. You said strikers, you son of a bitch. That's Adesanya. Adesanya's a striker turned MMA guy. Yep. To me, that falls in the same category. No, I agree. That, that, that's, that's what started off the whole Dana White thing. Because Dana White commented, he's like, don't listen to Shab, blah, blah, blah. And then Shab started his thing. And then the whole Eskimo Brothers thing happened. And it kind of died down. Nothing really came out of that. But Shab, yeah, his hot quote-unquote takes, I... I'd rather just listen to him have a honest opinion on MMA and not try to sell me his podcast because I've been sold on it. I listen to it all the time. I don't know if he's trying to gain new listeners or whatever, but I'm not liking this hot takes, this no, this very opinionated when you're not even right. Like I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. The rules are the rules for a reason, Shab. No, man. He's the, like I said, he's trying to be the Skip Bayless or the Colin Cowherd of fucking yeah. combat sports. And <laughs> it's it's not working, man. You're just coming off as a douchebag. Yeah, exactly. You're just more come, and more. coming off as a douchebag. So, um, Dustin Poirier... Was sitting at number four. Is probably now going to be number three. Um, I could see it. Who's who would be above him? Connor, Connor, and Tony, Tony, and Habib. Habib champion. So you got to think he's in line for a title shot. Kevin, Definitely, Kevin Lee's right behind him, so you you could do Kevin Lee and Dustin Poirier. Um, Man, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like that fight for Kevin Lee mm, versus Poirier. Uh, yeah, it's a tough fight. Don't you think? Um, well, I don't know. I think Poirier would be a good enough name now for Tony? for Kevin Lee. For Kevin Lee, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great fight for Kevin Lee. Um, as far as uh, an elevating fight for him, mm-hmm. I just don't know if Kevin Lee is a, a big enough name for Dustin Poirier. At this point, now with the victories and knockouts and shit, it's the fight that makes the most sense for him because otherwise he's going to be sitting around and waiting because Tony's not going to fight him. Mm-hmm. 
Tony's going to wait for the Habib and, and Connor shit to square out, and then he's going to get a tight, his fight. Yeah, and it, it sucks for Poirier because he's kind of put in this position to where he's kind of floating because there's three guys that want the title shot. We have one guy that's stripped, two guys that are stripped, Connor and Tony, and then we have Khabib who beat uh, Ally Kinta for the strap, which is kind of weird because he didn't beat any of the guys that were stripped. So yeah, now we have Poirier kicking the shit out of everybody, getting fight of the night all day. And it sucks because he might not even get a title shot. Yeah, he might not. He might not even get a title shot, and he's been he's been putting on these crazy. He's been putting on these crazy, crazy performances, knocking everyone out. <laughs> Sorry, what's going on, bro? Nothing, nothing, nothing at all. I just something made me laugh <laughs> i just pissed in a cup all right <laughs> you, hey man i wasn't gonna say anything i just i just already shafeared it i just pissed it in a, in a Dunkin Donuts i'm cup. pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was like slightly fucking audible because i could hear it sounded like you were pouring something into a cup so wow, it's a lot of piss it is yeah but I, I i you saw i pivoted the camera up a little bit yeah, so you want, yeah. <laughs> You have to wait for the dick pics, Jeff. <laughs> oh fuck, that's a first. <laughs> I, dude, I had a coffee for my show, and then I had dude, a second coffee for this show. You gotta do what you gotta do. I I ain't mad at you for it, man. I ain't mad at you for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sucks for Dustin Poirier. He's in a he's in a, a shitty position. Um, the only it, other the it, only it, other fight he could try to take, but I know it's not gonna happen. But could potentially get him is a, is a big name and could probably get him some money is if they could convince Nate Diaz to fight him. Mm, I didn't even think about that one just because Nate's been out of the picture for so yeah. long. I mean, Nate's sitting at nine. So, because Barboza doesn't, doesn't you, really make you bring sense. bring up a really good opponent in, in Nate because Dustin isn't a wrestler. It's so a, they're going to box. It's a great opponent. Yeah, but Nate's, they both have very crisp boxing. Nate's not taking that fight. No, no. Nate's, there, Nate's no... going to tell them to go fuck themselves with that offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, if if you were to put me in charge, I make Connor Khabib October. As soon as Tony gets back, Tony Poirier. I think that I think that's the only course of action due to the fact that I think Tony might be back sooner than later. Like, yeah, he's already. Yeah, he's already rehabbing. He was doing uh, doing cartwheels and shit on Instagram last week, so he's probably in in some kind of training. He probably hasn't gotten completely signed off, but he's working on his way back. He'll be ready. I saw him doing stability thing. He was he had the bands and he was uh, leaning forward all the way, but kind of like putting some kind of pressure on the knee, just at different angles and different weird yeah. angles. Yeah, that he would get put into when wrestling and trying to just yeah to re-strengthen because he mm-hmm. fucking blew all of it. Yeah, stability, stability, stability. I I I I agree that that's that's a great fight to make, and it, it, it's the, a fight that makes the most sense as far as rankings and shit go. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Tony's not gonna. We don't live it. in a perfect world. It's I know. Unfortunately, because you can't make a fucker fight. He's he's not going to take that fight. He's not going to risk his title shot. 
And what sucks is we don't even know if Connor and Khabib are fighting in October. It's rumored. Yeah, nothing's nothing's been finalized, but it will happen soon. If if they don't fight in <clears throat> if they do not fight in in October, they will fight in December. Mm-hmm. Which it's, would suck even more for Poirier. It's not then... going to happen in November because you can't put Connor and Habib in New York. I'm hoping October, October 16th is my birthday. October 6th would be this pay-per-view. So I would, ha- I would have something in my house. Yeah. October, or I would do something. October makes the most sense. Like it, <clears throat> it, it's, it makes sense. It's going to be Vegas. It's not going to be in New York. I, as much as I want it to be the New York card. Cause it's my ber- actual birthday. It's okay. not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I'll, you know what, Jeff? If it comes down to it, I hope to have it on your actual birthday because mine's would be only on the sixth, so it really hey, wouldn't be on my like ten days away. I'm cool if it's fucking if you get it for your birthday, I'm fine with that too. For your early birthday present because I'll be watching it. So Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I share things. But I, I, I'm just hopeful that it goes to New York in November, but it's just that that doesn't make any sense. You just had all this hoopla in the state of New York, blah blah blah. Why why put it back in that situation? So Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. In the co-main awesome event. Yeah, great main event. Or great, great fight, great win. Boom. Co-main event. Uh, after a little close call, Jose Aldo fucking remembered that he's Jose Aldo. Yeah. And so, after like I, kicking the shit, on do you remember June. who I? I don't remember who I picked. I don't remember who I picked either. I need to start writing these down because I remember it up. Like I know I had uh, Joanna. I know I had uh, OAM. I had me in, but I don't remember who I had between Aldo. I want to say I, I think, had Aldo. <clears throat> I think I want to say you took Stevens, but I don't remember. Uh, I need to go back and listen to it. Yeah, I, or I need to start writing them down so I don't forget. But I'm pretty sure I had Poirier as well. I don't remember that. <clears throat> I want to say you took Stevens, and I think I took Aldo, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Because but... I just want to watch fights. I do the picks for the show. I Dude, need to start writing them down, though. I, watching, I watched this alone, and when he fucking smacked him with that liver shot, I yelled out loud. Like, it hurt me. Dude, and you well, just like... saw it shut him down. Aldo came like... he. He fucking, it was like pitching, it, like an underhand pitch almost. Was, like he came from all the way back. It was an underhand Chuck Liddell punch to the liver. Mm-hmm. It was really, really weird in the fact that there was no defense on that side. If Stevens would have been throwing a kick at that same time, it might have caught him in the face just because there was no defense on the left hand side of Aldo. It was such a huge fucking uppercut hook, a shovel hook. Yeah, it was like a shovel hook. You know how Chuck used to throw that fucking looping right hand? Mm-hmm. It was basically that, but reverse. Like you said, an underhand pitch. Mm-hmm. And he just, he knew he was protecting high, so Aldo just went straight to the fucking liver. And Caught him perfect, dude. Dude, Stevens took a step back, and just his whole body shut down. And when I'm, have we ever seen that from Jeremy Stevens? Never. We don't see that from this tough-ass motherfucker, dude. No, not like that, but that, there ain't shit you can do. When you get fucking killed through yeah. the liver. Bernard Hopkins fucking, I mean, when he did that to Oscar Dale. Body Hoya, snatcher, bro. Yeah. He's the body snatcher. I'm just, that's, he, dude. And Stevens tried to get up and his body just shut down. Like when he hit the ground, Aldo's pounding him out. He's trying to fight it off. 
He tries to stand up, and you just see his body give out. Mm-hmm. Done. That's Done. how you beat a tough guy. You take his body away. Jose take his leg. Aldo Jr. That's my John Anik impression. Dude, and then Aldo with the super explosion of emotions. He was so happy after getting a knockout he in so long. It. Yeah, he needed it 100%. He Two straight it. losses against Holloway. Were they stoppages, both of them? Yeah, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he they got were both stopped. knocked out. Three, both third-round knockouts, if I remember it. Yeah, and then he had beat Frankie, but that was already on his resume, and he didn't get the knockout. So no, it was like, he just you know. he just dominated Frankie. Yeah, he, he and then beat, before that, he beat fucking Frankie for five or for was it five rounds? Yeah, because it was for the interim title. Yeah, it was for the interim title. And then before that, fucking With McGregor touched him. Yeah. yeah. So he he really needed this victory. Well deserved victory. Well deserved emotions. What the fuck do you do with him next? Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Because you can't give him to fucking Ortega. Dude, Ortega's going to fucking rip his head off. Yeah. Yeah, you Ortega gotta... will rip his head off. Yeah, I guess you, you do got to go Frankie Edgar. Does Frankie have an opponent right now? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I do hmm. not. I do not think so. Uh, second fight of the main card. Joanna Jinjacek dominates Tisha Torres. Just beat on her. Um, it was a win, but I wouldn't say it was a super impressive win. Uh, but I guess that really isn't Joanna's style of knocking people out and no, finishing them. It's, it's not. relentless. It's just relentless pressure and constant peppering which mm-hmm. which she did wow tisha impressed me though tisha really impressed me this fight tisha's tough i didn't think she was going to be able to implement as much of her game plan as she was able to it wasn't enough but she was pressuring against the cage she was uh controlling joanna uh i would say more of the fight than joanna was but joanna was out striking her uh tisha torres She's got good striking, but it's not on the Joanna level, especially when you have a lengthier fighter fighting at distance. And with such good takedowns, you know, takedown defense, sorry. Joanna definitely should have won this fight. I thought she would have finished it. I thought she would have won more impressively, but a win is a win, I guess. Yeah, a win's a win is a win. I don't think it's a fight that puts her back into title contention. Like you nope. need, she needs to chill the fuck out with all that nonsense. Yeah, maybe you face the winner or the loser of KK and Andrade. Maybe you face that one in order to get a number one contendership. After the winner of KK and Andrade go up and fight um, Rose, but we we need a lot to happen before that. We need Carolina and Andrade to figure out their situation to give us the loser and the winner. And that, that we'll have a little bit more clarity within that division. Yeah, because uh, she doesn't. She's got no business. Because Andrade <clears> didn't <throat> take the fight, right? Or uh, Rose didn't take the fight, so Andrade has to fight Carolina now. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think that's the fight that got booked. But, because that's what that's why Joanna's calling for the the belt. She's like, well, if they're, they're locked up, and I just won. Give me Rose if Rose is scared or make an interim belt. I don't know what she's trying to do. I don't blame her, and I don't think she's delusional. She's a fighter. You have to have this kind of confidence, and you have, you have to have this kind of drive if you're going to be champion. She might be a little delusional, but I think you need that. Mm-hmm. Like, 
She is she's delusional. She's not gonna, she is she's slightly not gonna, delusional. She's not gonna come out and be like, uh, you know, Rose is definitely better. She beat me twice, and hopefully I get a third shot. That's not a, that's not how you get a third shot. She shouldn't get it right now about how she but it's a it was, I think, in my opinion, better for her to trash talk a little bit. And it wasn't really trash talking, it was more delusional talk. But opposed to coming in like uh humble and all this, which people want to see. This is a fucking fighting sport. Like this, this isn't the humble. This isn't the humble Olympics. This fight could have got Tisha Torres a title shot, mm-hmm. but it's not. It wasn't getting you on a one. No, but great performance nonetheless. Maybe in the future. Yeah. Uh, Alex Hernandez picks up the decision win over OAM. Uh, Hernandez didn't get the uh, the the quick knockout that he wanted. And wasn't really impressed with his performance Him, himself. He was, he was pretty disappointed, but uh, I thought he looked good. Yeah, I was I was very impressed. You know, he, especially when he came out in the second round, those takedowns, like, and controlling him, controlling uh, Olivier Aubin-Mercier, I, I, thought, I thought his performance was great. I think he was just disappointed because he didn't knock somebody out. Yeah. But, but it's only a second fight in the UFC. Right. He's got to be, and and against OAM a guy, is no pushover, no pushover at all, no pushover. I thought OAM was going to win. I did too, and I thought it was going to be the not decisive, but the, at least submission. a dominant win. I thought he was going to sub- catch him, submit submit him by the second round, and call it a day. Hernandez's gas tank looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. It seemed like he wasn't letting OAM get anything going because of the pressure. Yeah. It was like shit, defense, 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 and it was never stopped. Constant pressure. I was very impressed by him, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw him knock out, uh, I think it was Belil uh, Dariush. But, uh, yeah, Benil. But and I, and I really like Dariush. I, I think very highly of him. That guy's a hard striker, and he's got great Dariush is a, is a good fighter. He yeah, I was like, whoa, guys. this guy just came in and killed him. I think I don't remember what it was. It wasn't the knee. The knee was by someone else. No, it was just a, a pop to the fucking face, mm-hmm. and good night, sir. Yeah. That that still hadn't sold me all the way on Alexander Hernandez, but this three round fight kind of gives me not hope, but a lot more respect for Alexander, especially him being so young in his UFC career. Yeah, uh, definitely someone to look out for, especially if he can get his footing because he has the skills and he has a really good game plan. If he can put those two together and get finishes like he did in his first fight. That guy's going to be a tough guy at 155. Definitely. <clears throat> he just has to keep putting it all together, mm-hmm. continuing to, to get better and evolve, and he'll get where he wants to be. Yeah. Great performance, though. Sucks for o- OAM, but he'll be back. <clears throat> yeah. He'll get some more wins. He's not done in the UFC. He's a good fighter, man. I really thought OAM was going to win, but props to Hernandez. Nothing against him, but I thought OEM was going to win. Uh, Jordan Mean picks up the decision win over Alex Murano in the uh, Fox Prelims feature fight. Um, good fight. I mean, not the most exciting thing, but good. Control f- definitely won him this fight. Yeah, definitely. The takedowns of the control. Because mm-hmm. he got outstruck, but he's still yeah. fucking. Still managed to win because the fight was mostly contested on the floor with uh, me and on top. So, 
Yeah, eight minutes of control out of a fucking 15-minute fight. More than half of the fucking fight. Uh, it's kind of hard to give it to Alex. I would have given it to Mean. Yeah, I had Mean winning before I saw the scorecards just from watching the fight. Yeah. Um, uh, Hakeem Dewadu picks up the decision win over Ar- Austin Arnett. Dewadu looked um, good. It, good. Dewadu is a very, very skilled striker. Very yeah. impressed how he's able to put not only two shots together, but three and four shots. He'll come in, one, two, three, leg kick. One, two, leg kick. He never leaves without throwing three shots without getting a combo in, even if the first two, the first one doesn't hit, the second one might land, but he'll end it with a kick. Austin Arnett was more of a one, two, out of there. One, two, out of there. And when you have a guy is, uh, like Hakeem Duadu that's going to throw three or four, opposed to your one and two, of course Duadu's going to win, outstriking him by a lot. Yeah. The thing... <clears throat> Our our net was finding success with uh, with the right hand, the just straight rights. But he just... caught him, he caught him he caught him with some good shots. I, I I remember a head kick by our net as well. Yeah, but again they were they were single shots. No, he wasn't putting he wasn't putting enough together. He mm-hmm. he was landing like Duadu was not stopping the straight right. Mm-hmm. It was nope. just straight right, no, he, straight yeah, right, he was straight just... right. It's just Duadu had the advantage of being the better striker and one, two, three, four, and then getting out of there. One, two, three, four, getting out of there. And Arnett would – he had he had the, the possibility of continuing his combos, but it seemed like he was complacent just landing two and getting out of there, landing, landing one and getting out of there. And if you got another striker across from you, you can't be doing that. You're going to get beat. Yep. Yep. All day. Raging Cajun Johnson versus yeah, Islam Makachev. I couldn't get the stupid computer to because okay. it's scrolling. It won't let me fucking get the results in the fight card picture. Um, I have to go to the stupid stat line. But uh, <clears throat> Islam Makachev. This again is one that gets my fucking dick hard. Yeah, Arr! dude. So <clears throat> Makachev just straight domination. Mm-hmm. Got him to the mm-hmm. floor. Got positioning and showed off why he's a combat sambo champion mm-hmm. because he had the wherewithal enough when he was trying to pull Cajun Johnson over into the position for the arm bar to scoot his hips in the one direction to get the arm to start going, realizing he wasn't in a great position to finish it, takes his foot out of position. Plants it on the mat, drives his hips over to get himself in, and then locks it back in and finishes. Just it was yeah. a it was a fucking work of art. Yeah, he um he was pressuring Cajun. Cajun was using the outside a lot. Back in, he was switching side to side, side to side. And so Makachev is like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Got him with a double leg after trying to land some strikes. Got it to the floor, and from there advanced into three quarters mount. Which uh, three-quarter mount is he's almost in mount, 
but his foot is caught in side control. And it's not side control because Makachev's hips were a lot higher and more in on Cajun Johnson, almost to the point where he was in mount. Yeah, he just Once, he sweeps them yeah. legs up. Mm-hmm. And then he got that leg out, the one that was uh, controlled by Cajun, and that's when Cajun started facing some more trouble. He started trying to use the cage to pivot away, and nope. Makachev was landing some shots from mount, but controlling Cajun's right arm onto the mat. So when Cajun shot up his legs to try to like get him under the armpits of uh, Makachev, that's when Makachev attacked the arm, and he had his left, he had Makachev had his left arm hooking um hooking Cajun's right arm on the floor. So that's the one he was trying to extend yep. to get the arm bar. What Cajun did was he grabbed his bicep and then went under the the leg of uh, Makachev in order to create kind of an X with his both of his hands almost in a rear naked choke position of your hands, but that was to create a resistance to whenever Makachev pulled up, this hand was under the leg, so you couldn't get this hand free, which was preventing this hand from being hyperextended. You guys can't see it because, you know, you guys, I don't have video. But the right arm was being prevented from being hyperextended by the left arm being under Makachev's leg. So what Makachev did was he pulled out his left hand that was controlling the arm, and stuck in his right. But then he moved his leg, because, like I mentioned, Cajun had his his hand under the thigh of uh, Makachev so he, so he can create that resistance, so he can create that fucking X. Once he got that leg over the hand, it was, it was, it was let's go. Because now he was able to stop the X and create a fucking pivot point on the elbow with Cajun's own arm. Like, Cajun's own arm created the lever. Yeah, he had both that, of them trapped. Yeah, but but that's because Cajun was doing this one. He had this one trying to protect, but once he released that, that leg that you that you saw him step over with, his I think it was, yeah, it's Makachev's left leg got out of control. Well, he got it out of being controlled by by Cajun. He took it off, which, of, off of the side of his face where yeah. you would have the your legs on either side of his face usually mm-hmm. and he took the one off i think it was his left yeah it was his left he took that off and planted it onto the mat and pushed and himself up did, did you see how he created the lever point though yeah he he, he pulled the arm up like because now this hand didn't have any resistance the hand that he was gripping the the thigh with yeah had it, it, it now it was mobile now it could go forward and back so what he did is he grabbed the right one that he was attacking extended it up Onto the other arm and created the lever point on his own fucking arm because they were both trapped. Well, yeah, because the, the arm that he had the thigh with when he when he pushed off the ground, it, it lifted that arm up higher because his thigh yeah. was going up into the air. Pretty much, Cajun Johnson's defense is what led to his demise. His arm being armbarred, yeah, his yeah. demise because of Makachev's sambo experience. <clears throat> because I think it would have worked on other people, yeah. High level. I think it would have worked on other people, that oh. defense, and it was working to a, to a certain extent until Makachev is like, okay, I see what you're doing. Let me switch my grip. Let me move my left leg out from your grip, and let me attack this right hand now that it's more malleable. Pa-pa! Right away, you could see it was over. Yeah. That's the kind of shit that gets my dick hard. Those kind of submissions. 
It's just beautiful, man. The submission. It's it's funny because you could see the difference between Sambo and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, my friend. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is a lot more slick and a lot more, I don't know, snaky and a lot more smooth. This was a lot more rough and raw, but very effective. Sambo is much more closer to wrestling mm-hmm. than Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I picked Makachev in this one going into yeah. it. I, I think we both did, and yeah. like we're heavy, we're heavy on Makachev. Yeah. So I am. Opening fight of the prelims. Ian Kutalaba gets the fucking Jesus Christ finish of Antigulov. Yeah, first round finish. It was ugly. Antigulov went Just for fucking take elbows. Yeah. Got three? Yeah. And but no, you could have the, the elbows right back up. Yeah, he got up multiple times from well, from those three takedowns and started landing his shots. Uh, Anti Gulov, I'm not going to lie. He was landing some good shots, but it seemed like his game plan was off. Instead of sticking to the striking where he was seemingly starting to gain some ground, he kind of started going for the takedowns, which, in my opinion, tired him out and gave Kudalaba the advantage to take over in the striking department and land those shots. Kudalaba's making gonna fucking make some waves. It's two oh five, right? Yeah. We needed some new faces in there. Yeah, well I mean Antigulov was in the top fifteen. Um there's not gonna be any more. When the new rankings come out, you will definitely see Kudalaba in there. Uh Tyson Pedro will be probably ahead of him. Patrick Cummings, Dominic Reyes. Shogun, so there's there's some more guys for him to to fight. Even though he tried to call out Daniel Cormier, like Daniel, mm-hmm. like Daniel said, you you ain't ready yet, son. Just just sit back, relax, and keep working. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin Chukagian picks up the decision win over Alexis Davis. Man, the numbers of this one would would have you thinking that Davis should have won, but I, th- I thought Chukagian did enough to win the fight. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a, I thought it was a good performance on on Caitlin Chukagian's part. Yeah, the total strikes kind of uh, skew the the result, but Kukenhagen's strikes were more effective. Sorry, you're not going to win because of a takedown Ooh. in my book. What, what, Kukenhagen? Chukagian? Chukagian? Chukagian. Yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> but she her. Uh, yeah, I, I think she, her strikes were just more effective than uh, Alexis Davis. She beat up Alexis's fucking face. Mm-hmm. It just, you, you can't just get a takedown and expect to win. No, Alexis, I think a lot, Alexis Davis um, was just straightforward pressure constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's what for, we should... for the takedown and... I think if she would have focused more on the strength of, a, of her strikes, I think the numbers and the critical strikes would have would have gotten her the fight. But I think her strikes were more leading to takedowns and control. Well, and Chukagian was doing a really good job of countering her and yeah. blasting her in the face. Yeah. Um, now it's a good win for Chukagian. She's uh, she's she's slowly and quietly you making. 
Yeah, it's Kukin Hagen. <laughs> she, she's making uh, she's making a little noise at one twenty five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Alexis Davis is a name. Yeah, she is. She is. Keep her rolling. Keep her yeah. rolling. Uh, whew. Whew, sorry if that, uh, for you listeners, if that was a little sharp in your ear, but Dustin Ortiz. God damn. I am very impressed with I I thought he was going to win. Yeah. Total, total different fight he, he, he put out. I thought it was going to be a wrestling uh, decision domination, maybe a ground and pound victory. And uh, Dustin's oh. like, you know what? Not even gonna go for a fucking takedown. How about that one? Nope. I'm gonna finish this with uh, with eight strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mateus uh, Nicolau is, is no joke. Like nope. they, he can fight. To me, what was impressive was the kick was blocked. Yeah, and it still dropped the toes. The contact, yeah. dude. The sound of that fucking kick. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yeah, I know. I dropped Mateus, and Dustin jumped on him. See, Dustin, uh, his ring control, very, very impressive, man. This guy's definitely improving, and not just in wrestling, because he's got the wrestling. He was switching stances, cutting off the ring on Nikolai or Nikulu. Mateus. Nikolau. Nikolau. I I think Nikolau. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Or... I don't know. Ortiz just like his uh, stand switching. Like I said, like I mentioned, him cutting off the ring wasn't really letting Matthias get his fucking his strikes off. He was landing some some uh, not really powerful shots, but he was trying to get in some kind of rhythm. And Dustin's constant stand switching, constant pressure, uh, it's just too much for this guy. He got to kick through the the defense, even though it landed on the fucking hand. But even when the ref had stopped it. Uh, uh, Matthias was still he still had a clamp on Dustin's leg and Dustin had to like fucking get his way out even though the ref was like in between them both he was, he was still holding on kind of oh, like because he was out of it and he didn't know what the fuck was yeah. going on yeah but then he complained like he was trying to complain on the floor about they it, always but... do uh-huh. always but do always awesome do. win for Dustin great win for Dustin and an impressive <clears throat> we skipped a fight and an important yeah. fight and I didn't yeah. realize it uh, Jesus Christ, John McDessie. He looked great, yeah, phenomenal. That 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 counter left hook was just landing all day long. But fucking Ross Pearson is he's a zombie. Yeah, dude, like you I, you looked at McDessie. You saw McDessie at one point, just like look around and like, what the fuck else do yeah. I? What what can I do? I can't I hit him with an F five or something. Give me a chair. Yeah, like, somebody, somebody, give me something to hit this guy with. Yeah. Um, I had Magdesi, but this was definitely a badass fight. Uh, both took enormous amounts of fucking damage. Uh, Ross Pearson taking more. I wish Magdesi wouldn't take as much damage. Maybe use distance a little bit more, but that's not him. He's a fucking fighter and he's a brawler and he's gonna. A little pit bull. Yeah. Um, awesome fight. I definitely go go back and watch this one if you guys want to brawl. Yeah, watch, watch a brawl. Deserved, deserved fight of the mm-hmm. night. Absolutely deserved it. Yeah. Uh, two fights left. Uh, Nina Azaroff picks up the decision win over Random Marcos. 
um, answer off out striking Randa. I thought Randa was going to win after the first round, and then yeah. I don't know what happened. I think it might have been the calf kicks. They were they that, were definitely affecting her. And, yeah, because she wasn't able to get her takedowns or or impose her pressure that she wanted to. And whenever she was, I think some strength was zapped due to the leg kicks or the calf kicks because definitely. Nina was able to shrug them off a lot better in the second round and third round and establish her striking game in those second and third rounds. Well, and her corner was doing a better job of figuring things out between rounds. They, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first round, you can you can hear her. It's uh-huh. like, hey, did that, did that work for us? We need to go more technical. We uh, fucking Amanda. You can hear Amanda. She's All like, right. you're better than her. You're better than her. Just do this, do that. Yeah, she no, listens. I can't remember the guy's name, the coach, but he he was he had a, a great game plan and had figured it out. Might have been Matt Brown. It wasn't Matt Brown. I know Matt Brown. Nope. I couldn't mess his voice. Nope, it wasn't Matt Brown. It was a, a different guy that I don't recognize. They mentioned mm-hmm. him on the show or during the fights, but I can't remember his name. Okay. No, Matt Brown is forever fucking. Or Mike Brown, not Matt Brown. Mike Brown, sorry. Yeah, my, that was my bad. I said Matt yeah. Brown. It's Mike, Mike Brown. Mike Brown is permanently fucking burned into my brain because of his two wins over Uriah Faber. Yeah. And then didn't he break his hands a lot? And then Brian, no, that was Brian Bowles. Brian Bowles came and beat Mike Brown, right? In WEC? Was it Bowles or did Aldo fuck up Mike Brown? You know what? You might be right. I think, I think I'm talking about a different division. I think I'm, I was thinking about 135. Bulls might have been there, but I thought, yeah, I think, I think, uh, Aldo. Oh, you're right. It was Aldo that, that kicked the shit out of Mike Brown and took the belt. And then ever since he ran away with it. Answer office continued to look good. Yeah. Yeah. She keeps improving. Definitely. definitely and not only in her career, but as the fight progresses, she, she improves. And that's always a good thing to see. Yeah. Yep. She listens to and, her corner that, well. She, yeah. she makes adjustments. Exactly. That that's one of the most important things that uh, I want to see more of is fighters adapting within the fight parameter. Like not just throughout their career and fight after fight after fight, but when you see them adapting within the fight with round to round, that's when you have a real mixed martial artist on your hand. Because if they have all the skill sets and they can assess the situation, then they know where to fucking go to neutralize you to get back in the fucking fight. Nino's very impressive, man. Yeah, very impressive. Uh, and then opening fight of the card, Devin Powell gets the KO win over Alvin Her- or Alvaro Herrera. Pinche Alvaro, pinche Alvaro, <laughs> fucking Chango. He was winning, man. He was winning. That motherfucker was winning. He was landing some nasty uppercuts to the body. Had a great stuff of Devin Powell's uh, attempted takedown. And then, and then Powell's like, All right, "You want to go to the body? Yeah, you want to go to the body, bitch." Here's a kick. That kick was out. the one. Jesus Christ. That's the fucking one. That yeah. sound. Oh, and, and then he's like, oh, you want seconds? Because uh, fucking yeah, here, Alvaro me... fucking went back. He's like, Argh. Yeah, let me give you another one. Yeah, you want two? And that was it. Um, I, It was looking good for Alvaro up until he ate liver kicks. And then yeah. he, he had a little bit of a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, um, I gotta grab, uh, grab my charger for my iPad because it's about to die real quick. So just finish your thought, right. and I will be back before you're probably done. Yeah, um, I really like Alvaro. I hope he gets a second chance. Um, I don't know if he should. He was winning the fight, in my opinion. 
So those liver kicks that did him in. Got a taste of his own medicine. Um, I had... I don't, I don't know who these guys were. I had never seen Alvaro fight. I don't know if he has any fights in the UFC besides this. Yeah, he's got four. But three losses out of his last four fights. So, Vincente Luque, Jordan, Rinaldi, and now Devin Powell have taken him out. Doesn't look very good for um, Alvaro Herrera. He's 9-6. and six. He's probably going to Bellator somewhere. Maybe even lower than that. Nah, probably Bellator. He, I think he, does, he belongs in Bellator. Develop a, develop more of a skill set. He's only 28. Mexico's not known for having a ton of jiu-jitsu. They're more of a boxer. So let's build on some skill sets and uh, get back in there. He's young. He's 28. We uh, So we didn't really talk about, before we finish this card, um, do you think the UFC is going to re-sign Eddie Alvarez? Ooh, yeah. He's too big of a name and he's too good of a fighter for them just to to let him walk and go to Bellator? Would he go back to Bellator? Hmm. Although Where do you think he goes? Well, I mean, Bellator, here, here's where it's going to get interesting. If the UFC signs Michael Chandler, I don't think Eddie. That, you got that natural rivalry right there, those two. Uh-huh. So That's I, money. And get, yeah, right. You could you could put that you could make that a fight night, a headline fight night, and make some make some money and get some eyeballs on there. Just strap an interim title onto him. They fucking do it every other card. No, I'm not saying it's right, but that's what they do all day. You get an interim title, and you get an interim title, and you get an interim title. So here's a fun fact that I didn't realize from our uh, our conversation last week, where we were talking about. Uh, Kobe Covington uh, getting bumped for Darren Till, I didn't think of until uh, I was listening to uh, Way of the Warrior. Shout out to Eric. Um, Darren Till hasn't made weight his last two fucking fights. He missed the time before this as well. Yeah. Damn, I didn't. I didn't know about that. I know. I knew about the last one, but uh, oh yeah, he did miss. Was it against Donald? Yeah, whoever he yeah he didn't he didn't make weight his last two fucking fights. How do you get a title shot like that? Because you fucking beat up Cowboy Cerrone and then take it to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson for five rounds. I had Wonderboy winning that one, but that's that's a different story and a different podcast. Go back and listen to that one, but yeah, um. I don't know, man. I don't know how you give that guy. Well, I guess I see how you can, but I wouldn't make him make weight first. I see how how you can and why they are because he's got uh-huh. he's got an entire country behind him. Yeah, but we need to get that. And you can't just be stripping titles for no reason. We needed that situation to be handled between Woodley and Queefington, and they fucked it up. We should have had Till versus fucking. Um, the Nigerian Nightmare, Kamar, uh, Kamar Usman. We should have had that one. They're not, they're not title holders. None of them had an interim belt, and they're both contenders rising up. We have a champion, and we had an interim champion. They should have, ah, you know. I know this whole drama, but the UFC should have found a way to make this happen. Again, who's going to sell the pay per views? Yeah, that Darren Till. Darren Till. Yeah. And for all you casuals out there, God when damn. you're well, I mean, dude, you got but, but but when you're 
when your last super title fight that you just did last month didn't even break 500,000 pay-per-view buys, your this last card, which was a great free fucking card, did the lowest number that the UFC on Fox has done in the series history. Yeah. And there's been some fucking shit. Dude, this was a badass card, and for everyone just to skip out on it because no big names, in your guys' opinion, were fighting, that's fucking bullshit. Why are you guys watching the sport for Connor? Is that is that the only reason people are watching for Connor, Ronda, Brock Lesnar? I watch from fucking the first fight to the last fight, and if I miss it, I go back and I rewatch them because I am a MMA fan. Yes, I can be a Connor fan, but that falls under mma if connor wasn't doing it or he wasn't fighting in mixed martial arts i wouldn't give a fuck but everyone cares about him because of his antics and his personality and his persona and yes he is a fucking fantastic fighter and he knocks people out but that's not why people are watching because we have a lot of fantastic fighters a lot of fantastic fights that aren't quote-unquote main events i don't know why i'm getting mad at the casuals because we need well, 2,338,000 people watched the Poirier Alvarez main event. Is that good? Not. Apparently not because it was that was the second lowest for the main event behind Jacare and Brunson. Um, mm-hmm. See, but I, I saw a lot of these memes as well. Like, people are fucking jackasses. The, the memes were... Well, it wasn't a meme. I guess it was just like a picture that said everyone in the main event and co-main event has been knocked out by McGregor. McGregor wasn't on this fucking card, so who gives a shit? McGregor didn't fight Jeremy Stevens. Uh, but they they were putting up the picture of uh, with oh, the Fook when you hit him with that. Yeah, you remember? So they were yeah. they were like making that was the meme. Like, oh, he knocked everyone out, including Stevens. Who get the who the Fook is that guy? It's like. It's like, are you guys fans of personalities, or are you guys? fans of fighting and to me a lot of these guys are just fans of a personality and a hype machine i'm a fan of fighting i'll watch a fucking fight all day i'll wa- I, I sit there for six hours watching fights yeah i watched rewatched this card last night from when i got home from work until i watched the prelims and the main card for several hours last night after yeah work. i Watch them Saturday. I rewatch them today. I, I talked about them for an hour and a half on my show. I came out here for another hour and a half on this show or another hour. I I love MMA. Yeah, I love MMA. I just I wish people would watch it and not just watch it for a spectacle. Right. Like, oh, that's the main event and it's this guy and this guy. It's like, yeah, hey, I get it. You guys like you're fans of those people, but why are you guys shitting on 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 these guys when he's first of all he hasn't fought in over a year. So, what, what what does that matter? Like, these guys have definitely improved their skill set. I'm not saying they're going to beat McGregor or even fight him at this point. But McGregor's been out for a while. We don't know what he's been up to. Yeah, of course, he's been training and trying to improve his skill set. But uh, he hasn't had, for over a year, maybe two years going on now, he hasn't had what I want to call the road work, where he's actually putting in the time and fighting in the UFC and picking up wins. Maybe he needs his time off. Maybe he had some injuries, which I don't believe that's the case. I believe he just wants that that cheddar. Give me that cheddar or else I'm not fighting. 
And unless he's improving his skill set and definitely getting in some hard sparring sessions, I don't think his skill sets are improving to the extent of these guys that are fighting. Like Poirier. Poirier's putting it together, man. Poirier's putting it together. He fought he fought McGregor at 145. I wouldn't mind seeing them at 155. Especially with how Poirier's been able to um, build his skill set since those fights. Since... Since fighting at 145, and then, you know what, this isn't my weight class, moving back up to 155, gaining some of that power back, being able to not drop, or not having to drop down so much weight, or, and definitely building on his skill set, being more patient. But these guys are still young and advancing their skill sets, and people just want to talk shit because it's not McGregor in the main event. It's not Ronda Rousey in the main event. I don't know. I'm just ranting for no reason. Yeah. Fair point. It is a fair point. But unfortunately, they need these fights with Conor McGregor to bring fucking people in and break a million pay per view buys, which they haven't done since Conor McGregor fought. Yeah. I think only two people out of. outside of Conor have been able to break a mill, right? Yeah, GSP and and, uh, Brock. Uh, maybe John Jones in a Cormier fight broke a million. Ronda broke a million too. No, it was. I think it's Ronda, Brock, and Connor. I think uh, GSP got really close, and uh, DC and Jones got really close as well to breaking a million. You know that uh, Ryan is going to message you to correct you and tell you which one that he broke a million on. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I kind of. It's expected. He corrects me on my grammar all the time. Cause I don't care. Technically, because <laughs> technically, he would have gotten credit for being the co-main event on UFC 100. Mm. Mm. But I think yeah. I think GSP. I thought GSP broke a million by himself. Because I thought originally the only ones to sell a million were GSP and Brock Lesnar. I'll, I'll look it up, but I'll just let... I, I want to look it up, but I'll just let Ryan correct. You could book. be 100% correct. Maybe I just assumed that he did. Either way, let's get through these news stories real quick and get a potty here. We're like an hour and a half deep. I'm hungry. I has not eaten dinner yet. Aye, aye, aye. Aye, aye, aye. I know. I, I, turned my, I turned my oven on to preheat when we started the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I could throw a pizza in when it's done, but... Damn, it's going to be hot as fuck in there. It's going to be done in five minutes. Yeah, well, hopefully. Uh, Demetrius Johnson says he's still open to the super fight with whoever is the Bantamweight champion and if, quote, the money's right. It's the one that's going to make you the most money, TJ, or DJ. Just fucking take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take it. Or do you retire with your legacy? I mean, I'm happy if he's going to fucking take that fight because I want to see it. Especially if TJ is willing to go down to 125 if he beats Cody. Yeah. But then you got no excuse. Uh, Betchko Hayes out of USC 227's fight with uh, Irina Aldana. Um, doesn't say why. Uh. Yeah, I don't know why she's out here. I just kind of glanced at her not being in it. It doesn't say why. Uh, 
Because he's trash? Oh, sorry. No, never mind. It just says a bantamweight clash between Batchkohe and Rian Eldana has been uh, scrapped. The UFC officially announced Tuesday that Kohea was, quote, forced to withdraw from the fight. Uh, she was originally expected to fight Eldana earlier this year, but had to go undergo eye surgery last November. So maybe it's complications with the eyes. Yeah. Ah, here maybe we go. Maybe something here like that. Here we go. There, there, I found it. She was ultimately ruled unfit to compete because of ongoing eye issues. The UFC said there will not be a replacement fight made, and the card will proceed with just 12 bouts. Mm-hmm. So that sucks for Aldana. Yeah. I'm an Aldana fan just because she's Mexican. Right. And I want to see my Mexican people. She's had a I want to see him uh, have a presence in the sport. She's had a rough go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Patricky Pitbull uh, versus Godi Yamiuchi. Booked for you, uh, Bellator. God damn, I keep wanting to say you. Bellator 205. I like that fight. I like that fight. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that fight. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a good fight. Uh, Pitbull looking to score his fourth victory in a row after knocking out Derek Campos in February. And prior to that, he defeated Ben Henderson by split decision and finished Josh Thompson. Uh, Goaty. Looking to rebound from a loss to former champion Michael Chandler in January, which snapped a perfect 3-0 and with a trio of first-round submissions since he moved up to the lightweight division. It's a good fight. It's fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Three fights added to UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, you've got Catlin Vieira taking on Tanya Evinger. Ben Saunders taking on Sergio Moraes and Talos Latis versus Hector Lombard. So, so far, your card, they have not announced a main event for the fight yet, but your card looks like Little Nog versus Sam Elvey, Catlin Vieira versus Tanya Evinger, Neil Magny versus Alex Oliveira, Ben Saunders, Sergio Marais, uh Eliza Zaliski Dos Santos versus Belil Mohamed Olazud. Sorry, not Eliza. Uh, Talos Latis versus Hector Lombard, Francisco Trinaldo versus Evan Dunham, Livia, Livia Hanada Souza versus Alex Chambers, and Luis Henrique versus Mark Godbeer. All right. All right. DC says he'll defend the UFC light heavyweight title before the end of the year. Uh, but Lesnar's going to be his last fight. Who's he going to face it? Light heavyweight. <coughs> Jones. Uh, um, I, I don't know what, what the fuck's up with John Jones. They still haven't clear, clarified that up. They said it was going to be this month, and we're already in August. So they keep saying it every month. They're like, "Oh, by the end of this month, or his his manager, we should have a de- we should have a de- a decision on what's going on by the end of the month, by or later this month." And it's hey, been man, he's been saying that. It's not August yet. There's still 45 minutes. Oh, we might get a news story, right? No, because there was no hearing, but it's probably coming either this week or next week. I don't know. Uh, Max Holloway says he's confident he'll return and fight before the end of the year. Uh, He says he's seen multiple doctors and experts, but they haven't been able to give us any answers about what happened. 
Mm-hmm. There's one thing they know right now, and that's that I'm okay. And I'm going to fight again. That's all we know. As of right now, I'm good. Um, what I'm hearing, it was, it was uh, water loading and the, the fight that didn't happen between Habib and then him trying to get right back into another water loading session is what I heard that he got water poisoning or something. I don't know if that's the truth. But he shouldn't have been taking shots during that week, in my opinion, during the fighting camp. He should have been on the cool down to the fight for the fight week. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird because they're not letting us know. And then the reports that were out there of him possibly having a stroke, concussion, water poisoning. And now that they don't know what it is, I don't I don't know. Seems like it's a lot of cover up something i don't know maybe he just can't make the weight anymore man he's a big 145er look at ortega's a big 145er the guy doesn't have a lot of muscle content like that you could see his body looks a lot smoother than max i'm guessing max has a harder time making it to 145 than oh it's it's definitely a tough cut for max he's he's a big guy ortega's gonna get there the thing is he's he's young that's that's it too but but ortega Ortega is is also a very large 145 pounder. Mm-hmm. He is they're, a, they're both going to be 155ers. Definitely, that's what I was getting to. Is is yeah. he's going to have to? He's going to have to move up. He doesn't have a choice. Yeah. But I, I just think Max uh, reached that point first than Ortega, in my opinion. I think he's even older as well. You know. Yeah, Max is a little bit older than Brian Ortega. Uh-huh. So I think he's just reached that point in his career yep, faster. It's just that time. It's just that time. Yeah, I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it. Let's let's call it a show. Boom! Boom! We did it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> any final thoughts, Another... bro? Um, Matt Riddle signed with uh, WWE. So really, check that shit out. Well, that those are the rumors, and I've, I've read them a bunch on different uh, pro wrestling sheet things. So interesting. Looks like we're going to get the King of Bros or whatever he calls himself. He's got like a whole bro character, dude. But uh, he's not going to be able to smoke pot, so I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to get fired for smoking pot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. He, I mean, it didn't stop him in the UFC. That's what ultimately got him cut. Yeah. He was good, man. He was never like a shitty fighter. Nah, Matt Riddle could fight. Losses. Yeah, Matt Riddle was... And he had a pretty good personality, which is yeah. why, he was, why he does pretty decent at pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... He wrestles barefoot. That's what's funny. Yeah. A la fucking the Von Eric brothers. Not yeah, the Texas Tornado. Kerry couldn't. Kerry couldn't wrestle barefoot because he was missing a foot. Yeah, which they really never, they try to cover it up, right? Yeah, he just wore a boot. Yeah. And then had a, a thing inside the boot or whatever, but mm-hmm. yeah. They just it was never really it. disclosed at that time until after, right? Yeah. Yeah, he would just like wait till he would be like the either the first one in the locker room and then the last one to leave so that nobody ever saw him without a, a shoe on or a boot on or anything. Mm-hmm. What a badass. <laughs> yeah. Secrets of the road, baby. Yep. All right. That's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Average Joe's of. Uh, Wow. 
I'm so fucking hungry that I just totally botched that up. That's going to wrap go it to up. go to McDonald's and get your ass kicked by some fat lady. No, I'm not going to McDonald's. I'm going to go upstairs, and I'm going to throw the pizza that I have in my freezer with the leftover brisket that I got from Sunday. Giorno um, or what? Pizza? Uh, Screaming Sicilian. I don't know what that means. It's a, it's a pizza company. They're fucking delicious. You should look it up. I usually do the Giorno or the Jex or... I think, yeah, that's it. I've, ever that's since it. I discovered these, I've been exclusively on fucking Screaming Sicilian. I might have to try them out. They're pretty they got awesome. the Sicilian in the name. Yeah, they're pretty Hey, what's awesome. the matter, you? They're pretty awesome. And uh, so I'm going to put some leftover brisket on that bitch. But, yeah. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you're going to the Full Hill Podcast, giving them a five-star review, subscribing, subscribing to the Loaded Joe's MMA. Give that a five-star. Head on over to Loudmouth MMA, give them a five-star. Just throw out those five stars everywhere. Mm -hmm. Five-star, five-star frog splash. Five-star, five-star. We'll be back Thursday. Preview this weekend's card between TJ Dillashaw and Cody Garbrandt. And the rematch between Henry Cejudo and Demetrius Johnson. See you on Thursday.